Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight for another edition of Boxing News Headlines, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. First off, our uh, big story of the day involves uh, Terrence Crawford and his lawsuit against Bob Arum recently filed in Nevada. As we all know, uh, Terrence uh, Crawford, Bud Crawford, has enjoyed a 10-year career with top rank after signing with Bob Arum's company back in 2011. He's gone on to a professional undefeated record, 39-0. and But after his last uh, TKO over Sean Porter in November, he decided to split ways with Bob. Now, very recently, uh, as in the past 24 hours, uh, a lawsuit has come to light, and uh, he alleges uh, racial bias, quite frankly. Uh, which is going to have quite an impact uh, on the boxing community uh, if, in fact, this goes to court. Uh, as uh, the lawsuit is now public, it has been published uh, by various media outlets, Crawford claims a breach of contract and fraudulent and negligent misrepresentation uh, given his history of difficulty uh, producing fights against top competitors in his division. The, the champion also discussed comments made by Aram against him, as well as a lack of commitment to secure fights against the WBC and IBF welterweight champion Errol Spence Jr., among others. The lawsuit went on to allege the following regarding Aram and top rank. And I quote, For years, professional boxers and others in the sports world have called out top rank's owner Bob Aram for his disparate treatment of black boxers, including those very same black boxers that top rank is contractually obligated to promote. Because this is boxing, a sport with a checkered history, and because Aram is now dismissed as just a grumpy old white man, Aram continues to make racist and bigoted statements and purposely, so purposefully damaged reputations of black boxers without any consequences. This is generally because the affected boxers who are in long-term contracts with top rank fear that if they speak up, they will be placed on the sideline and not given the opportunity to fight during the life of their deal which could be five to seven years. It is painfully clear that top rank and especially Aram judges people based on their race. Aram's sordid history with athletes of color, especially black fighters and his bias favoring white and Latino fighters is well-documented and known throughout the boxing world. Wow. Now keep in mind, Terrence Crawford has made millions of dollars uh, in his various fights over the years. Uh, for example, uh, in 2018, Crawford made $3.5 million against Jose Benavidez Jr. and $4.8 million against Amir Khan. In 2020, he was paid $3.5 million to fight Kel Brook. And with only one fight in 2019, Crawford's reportedly owed $4.5 million for a second fight not being booked. And this is all keep in mind during the COVID pandemic. Anyway, I think there's some far range, wide-ranging consequences uh, that will come out of this, this lawsuit. It is big news. It is news across the boxing community, but it doesn't affect what is going on, such as some upcoming bouts. Let's talk about Troy Isley versus Harry Keenan. Uh, Cruz Cabano, last two years, been quite roller coaster for the 2020 Olympian. Troy Isley, he's out of Alexandria, Virginia. He dealt with two shoulder surgeries and the loss of his Olympic dream amidst the challenges of the pandemic in 2020 before returning to the ring for three professional bouts and an unprecedented unprecedented appearance in the Olympic Games in 2021. Uh, as he made the move back to the amateur ranks before his second and third professional fights to compete in the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo, 
winning stoppage victories in both bouts in the paid ranks. With the turbulence of the last two years behind him, Isley is fully focused on the next chapter of his career. He will open 2022 in the first six-rounder against Harry Keenan Cruz Cubano, who's 6-2 with one knockout this Saturday at the Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona, New York. Isley's been preparing for his fourth professional fight in Las Vegas with his coach, Kay Karoma, and several other young prospects, including Kevin Sims Jr. and stablemate Bruce Carrington. There we go. Elsewhere, let's fly off to Colombia, where Jose Morales is going up against Jose Antonio Jimenez, Universal Boxing Organization, it's a UBO Latino Super Flyweight Champion. Jose Morales is 20-12-4 with five knockouts from Houston, Texas. We'll be back in action on January 21st, fighting for the vacant UBO international title. In the first fight of his 2022 campaign, El Zerdo de Oro, the Golden Southpaw, will face Colombia's former IBF world title challenger, Jose Jimenez, who's 21-14-1 with nine knockouts. And just like he did when he won the WO Latino title, decisioning Omni Padilla last August, he'll be traveling to his opponent's country as the fight headlines a card arranged by eight-count promotions in Tolima. Morelos is riding a nine-bout winning streak, all in 2021, returned in the 2021 UBO Accomplishment of the Year Award. Elsewhere in Mexico, we see the World Cup Boxing Series is uh, being planned. The four-man late white, four-man light weight tournament is going to be held in spring of 2022 in Palenque de la Expo in Cuidad Oregon in Sonora, Mexico. The WCBS has finalized plans for its inaugural four-man lightweight tournament presented by Roy Jones Jr. That's RJJ Boxing Promotions with the semifinals to be held on February 24th, as I said, in Sonora, Mexico. At its 59th Annual World Boxing Council Convention in Mexico City this past November, the WC, the WBC committee approved this to sanction the WCBS four-man lightweight tournament created by CEO Terry Holm and matchmaker Guy Taylor. We are extremely grateful for the WBC to sanction our upcoming four-man lightweight tournament, Taylor said. The semifinals will be held February 24th. The championship final will be held June 2nd. The WBC will crown the winner of the four-man tournament as its new WBC Latino lightweight champion. Elsewhere, we see that Clarissa Shields is going up against undefeated Emma Cozin. That will be on February 5th, 2022. Boxing superstar Clarissa the greatest woman of all time, Shields, will make her long-awaited UK debut on Saturday, February 5th, kicking off Black History Month by defending her WBC, WBA, and IBF middleweight titles against undefeated number one ranked challenger, Emma Cozen. I'll be live on pay-per-view in both Canada and U.S. Guided by Celita Promotions, Shields signed a lucrative multi-fight deal with promoter boxer and broadcaster Sky Sports in the UK that has put her on a path toward a super fight showdown with the WBO middleweight champion Savannah Marshall in 2022. Marshall owns an amateur victory over Shields, the only boxing defeat she's ever suffered in an amateur or pro ranks. So Shields must emerge Victoria on February 5th to clinch her long-awaited revenge match against Marshall. Uh, and Shields said, I'm eager to get back in the ring and I can't wait to return to boxing on February 5th in the UK, uh, who is currently training in her hometown of Flint, Michigan with her coach, John David Jackson. Uh, she continued, we've been pushing through the delays so that I'm out 100% ready to display my skills against Emma. I'm going to give her a beating that's going to make Savannah Marshall regret agreeing to face me. This is going to be a performance you're not going to want to miss. Fair enough. 
Uh, back in Mexico, we see the Jaime Mungias going up against Demetrius Ballard at the Plaza Monumental La Plaza de Tijuana. The pride of Tijuana, Jaime Mungia, who's 38 and 0 with 30 knockouts, will make a grand homecoming when he faces undefeated middleweight contender Demetrius Big Meech Ballard, who's 21, 0 and 1 with 13 knockouts in a 12 rounder for Mungia's WBO Intercontinental Middleweight title. The fighters were originally slated to face each other in 2021. But the fight was postponed due to injury Ballard sustained during training camp. Now the rescheduled fight will be a winner-takes-all event set to take place in the iconic Plaza Monumental de Playas de Tijuana in Tijuana uh, on Saturday, February 19, which will be streamed exclusively on zone worldwide, excluding Mexico. Elsewhere, Pugilism Plaza Force set to take place, I and mean, that will headline uh, Jordan McCory. Uh, with a, uh, an opponent to be announced. That'll take place in the Crown Plaza Hotel over in Glasgow, Scotland on the 12th of March. As I said, Jordan McCurry is 19-8-1. The two-weight Scottish champion is dropping down to featherweight in a bid to win a title in the third-weight category later in 2022. And he'll face, as I said, an international opponent to be announced. The card also includes Liam Phillip, who's 2-0, Liella Cross-Seaman, who's 2-0, Xander Savage, 2-0, and it will debut Robbie Connor, Riordan Farrell, and Kyle Boyd. Looking forward to that fight over in Scotland. Elsewhere, we see that Star Boxing and the Paramount are gearing up to kick off the Rock and Fights series in 2022. And the Paramount, uh, by the way, is located, I believe, in Long Island, New York, with the 41st edition of the famed Rock and Fight series scheduled for Friday, March 18th. Rock and Fights 41 will mark the start of the 11th year of fights at the Paramount since the series inception in 2011. The past two years has been a whirlwind for the Rock and Fights promoters. Even a 19-month COVID-induced hiatus couldn't stop the Rock and Fights ring from being graced by top talent from across the world. Some of those fighters include super lightweight world title contender and NABA champion Cletus the Hebrew Hammer Seldine, who's 26 and one with 21 knockouts, undefeated Italian IPO world super featherweight champion, Michael Lone Wolf Magnesi, who's 20 and 0 with 12 knockouts, former WBC silver heavyweight champion and heavyweight world title challenger, Carlos Takem, who's 39 and six with one uh, draw and 28 knockouts, undefeated rising super lightweight prospect, Alex El Toro Vargas, who's 12 and 0 with four knockouts and, and 2016, Irish Olympian Mighty Joe Ward, who's 5-1 with two knockouts. We are excited to finally be back in the groove of promoting exciting and fan-friendly fights at the Paramount, said Star Boxing CEO Joe LaGuardia. Joe DeGuardia, sorry. This will be our third show in seven months, and we plan to continue to roll uh, with can't-miss action fights. More information on the fight card will be announced soon. Good for Joe. MTK Global is delighted to announce the signing of unbeaten super welterweight star Dean Richardson. Richardson is 12-0 with nine knockouts, has had a fantastic career so far, with the highlight coming when he won the Southern Area Super Welterweight title with a second-round knockout against Nathan Graham in September 2019. He followed that up with a seventh-round stoppage win over Conrad Stamkowski to successfully retain the belt in March of 2020. And Richardson is now ready to achieve even more after linking up with MTK Global. Richardson said, I'm very excited to be joining MTK Global. Seeing what they produce for their fighters is very promising, and I can't wait to be part of it. The big names they've proved 
uh, the, the big names they have proves what MTK can do. And I'm looking forward to making my own name under them. Speaking of names, I'm going to end off today's episode with some quotes from Zach Parker. I am coming with the smoke, he said. And Zach uh, was promoted in a profile episode of Knuckle Up by Mike Orr back in November. Or no, no, October of last year. Zach Parker believes he has Demetrius Andrade running scared after the two-weight world champion ducked out of a big showdown against the Derby man. Parker is the number one contender for the WBO super middleweight title held by the division's undisputed champion, Canelo Alvarez. The WBO ordered unbeaten Parker to face Andrade for their interim world title, but last week the American decided against facing Zach. Andrade says he'll keep his WBO middleweight world championship instead of facing the fast-emerging British star who has knocked out all of his last five opponents. Says Parker, people call him the bogeyman, but I must be the problem in the way. I don't think he fancies it. Uh, Parker hopes uh, the country manager, uh, Wayne Rooney, will carry his WBO international belt to ring for his next fight. And he told uh, Dev Sandy on lowdown, hopefully I'll push on and fight for the interim next title. From what I gather, Andre said he doesn't really fancy it. He almost stayed at middleweight. He's a really fighter, a two-way champion, undefeated, and doesn't know how to lose. But he would be coming up to super middleweight, which is a lot bigger than middleweight. These middleweights feel the difference in power when they step up. It would be a really good fight. If it came around, I would be more than willing to take it, and hopefully we could get it to Britain. I think he will stay at middleweight. People don't like switching, switch hitting, and I hit hard with both hands. It scares people off. Andre probably thought he would come up and go straight into the fight with Canelo, but the WBO says we have to fight first. It's good work by Frank Warren, who is fighting my case, saying I should be next for Canelo. I'm open to boxing anyone. People should be wanting to box me now. I'm a mandatory for Canelo. And there you go. That's all the news fit to print today. Thank you for joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow at 11 a.m. and later this afternoon with Knuckle Up, uh, Mike Orr at 4 p.m.